Welcome to Meditations on Ulysses. Honestly, I was dreading reading Cersei, episode 15. I remember it taking me ages to get through in my first read, and between all of the shifting realities, I never quite understood what was going on. This feeling was especially exacerbated once I remembered I've read Joyce's only published play, Exiles, and absolutely hated it. The thing I love most about James Joyce's writing and the modernist movement is how revealing a stream of consciousness is. I think I understand characters better with it, and I'm more empathetic and understanding of their choices. Cersei, written in the form of a play, is markedly different from the chapters that precede it, but I'm glad I was able to give it another shot. Using a different style of writing, a lot of Joyce more freedom and create expression, as silly as it may sound considering he usually just writes whatever he wants. But I'm serious. The same thing is accomplished in splitting a Sunday in the park with George into acts of different centuries and weaving liminal realities of art in with the storyline. In both cases, Circe and a Sunday in the park, the changing style and realities offer new perspective on characters we already know and offers an opportunity to psychoanalyze ourselves along with the artists. It had never occurred to me that Circe practically retells everything that's happened so far in Ulysses. To know Joyce kept careful notes of people and topics of conversations that had already been discussed to ensure they would be mentioned again in this chapter is awe-inspiring, truly. I was especially struck with Stephen's vivid image of his mother haunting him. By having this episode interact with reality, as the prostitutes know he's gone pale and his eventual breaking of the chandelier, we're offered a deeper insight into his mind than we might otherwise get. Explained with the context of playwriting, it is even clearer. Aspiring Joyceans like myself can more critically understand his languishing guilt about his mother's death and his desire to leave Dublin when it is nearly plainly laid out with us with stage directions and context. The fact that Stephen hallucinates his mother, a green crab, and is strangled with rage really drives home that he is suffering under the weight of his guilt. I should mention it's not unnoticed that these feelings are the same for Joyce. He will always be psychoanalyzed along with Stephen, and his willingness to expose himself alongside his literary foil, the one he created himself, proves how deeply these feelings run. As I continue to compare Ulysses to A Sunday in the Park with George, this chapter made me really think about the book and plot of the musical. It's confusing on the surface that the musical includes the painting's reality with the action of the plot. However, once you let yourself fall into it, the changing spaces allow us to psychoanalyze the characters and the creators, just like Circe does. It offers insights into what the characters want the art to be. The musical personifies the painting as a way to explore how it's created and the impact on the artists. George and George both struggle with devoting themselves to art and leaving reality behind by seeing the artwork literally come to life. The audience is let in on what's happening and is inspired that so much has been taken in order to create. Additionally, we're challenged to think of what we put into our own passions and how it reflects on us. It definitely reflects on Sondheim and Prince and Lapine who created the musical. Are they struggling to finish the hat? I've admittedly not psychoanalyzed myself based on this chapter, but I am now wondering what demon I might hallucinate if I was in Stephen's shoes. A scary thought for sure. In retrospect, perhaps I've relied too much on the stream of consciousness to tell me about the characters I read. Maybe I'll have to give Exiles another chance. Stay tuned. I'll see you next time.